Episode 30. This episode brought to you by ReelsandTackle.com, your family-owned online tackle store. Welcome to the Telltale Fisherman Podcast, where avid anglers share the story of their best fishing day ever to inspire yours. Now it's time for another epic adventure. So here's your host, John Woodson. Okay, welcome to the show. Today's guest is Ryan Spuler coming to us from Pennsylvania. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Man, it's uh, great to have you on here, and um, I understand your forte is is kayak bass fishing, and I'm looking forward to talking with you about that here some more later. Um, but before we jump into the fishing, just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Well, I, I work uh, as a local archivist uh, for the local county government uh, up in Pennsylvania, and uh, I basically just spend my time... Uh, trying to figure out how to catch bass out of little plastic boats. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. So so how long have you been doing that? Uh, I've been fishing out of a kayak for about three years. Um, it started when uh, there was this little creek that my one friend and I used to go to and, you know, huck a few spinner baits or some small mouth, and they actually closed it uh, for lead removal. I guess there was a lot of pollution in the creek. So, um, yeah, so I, I kind of had the the bug bit me and I looked for the next affordable way to get off the bank. And that was with a kayak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought my first one and then moved on up to a, to a Hobie. So, Oh yeah. No, that there's in, and for those who don't have a, a Hobie or haven't seen one of those, uh, they have the, the pedal drive system that allows you to fish hands free. Talk about that a little bit and, and how you use that in fishing. Um, well, it's actually really great. My, my first kayak, uh, was a wilderness system, the tarpon 10 foot long kayak, mm-hmm. uh, where I had to paddle or, and fish. And that would, that would get pretty difficult when you're close to the bank fishing shallow and the wind would blow, you know, you have to put the rod down and paddle to get reimposition and then cast again. Um, but moving on to the, the pedal kayak, it's, it's great. You're, you can fish hands free, uh, you know, paddle, you don't have to paddle, you just pedal hands free. It's, it's great. I mean, you can stay in position and cast all day long. Uh, your arms don't get tired. It's, it, it's a whole nother world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for a fisherman not to be able to, uh, hold his rod in his, uh, arms <laughs> all the time is, is a very difficult thing. And I, I, I use, I use one of those myself for kayak fishing and man, it, it just makes all the difference, especially in wind, like you were talking about. Yeah, it was. I was just out this past weekend, and the wind was howling pretty good, and I had no problem staying where I wanted to fish, and you know, caught a few good ones that day. Oh, cool. So, well, tell us a little bit about the, you know, what, where you fish up there. You know, what, do you have lakes, rivers? Um, you know, where are your f- favorite places to to go out and kayak fish? Oh, uh, we have actually. A, a couple of really good rivers being from southeastern pa um our waters are very pressured um so the best places to go for the trophy you know smallmouth bass and that would definitely be the susquehanna river um mm, okay but i've never been on there uh i with the pedal kayak that's the one downside to it uh the fins that hang out of the bottom if you know if you hit a rock that you wouldn't see or mm-hmm. um so i i i 
don't ever go on there. Um, I mainly fish the lakes around, you know, nor- uh, north of Philadelphia. Uh, it's pretty great. Uh, they're big. They're pressured. Though. There's a lot of watercraft on there. Really? But it's, like okay. it's, it's mainly, yeah, it's it's packed. You never get the lake to yourself. You can't <laughs> even get uh, maybe 200 feet of water uh, alone to yourself until now that uh, the recreational boaters are going away and the recreational fishermen that don't fish all year they're pretty much done for the season up here. So now it's starting to get, you know, a little less crowded, a little more relaxed. Yeah. That was the next thing I wanted to ask you is about your seasons up there. Um, can you fish a kayak year round? Uh, you can, uh, but with the, the 120 rule, you know, the water temperature and air temperature, if it's under, when you add them together, if it's under 120, uh, you should really have a dry suit, uh, cause of hypothermia. Mm-hmm. So if you have the if you have the right gear, you can do it all year. Uh, I just purchased my first uh, dry suit um, actually two weeks ago. It came, mm. so I'm prepared to do it all year. You know, not if it's like snowing, but right, right. Being being from Florida, I don't ever have a uh, much of an issue with that 120 rule, and I hadn't heard that one before. But that's that's good to know. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we kind of have the same thing here. We get a lot of, uh, people out on watercrafts and things during the summer and, uh, but wintertime, all that goes away when the water cools down and you can do some of the best fishing at that time of year around here, less lake pressure. Um, and, and that sounds like it's kind of the same thing you have there, but more so because the, most of the anglers are off the water at that time. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like I said, a lot of people pack it in um, as soon as school. You know, our school year starts. I guess the kids go back to school in the end of August, and that's usually the you know, that's pretty much the nail in the coffin for the the summer boat anglers and all that. So you know, that's when it really clears off. Talk to me a little bit about how you change your tactics as the water cools down. Do you have you found you like certain baits at certain times of the the year? You know, I've been having. I, I obviously have, like every fisherman on the planet, thousands of different lures. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that looks cool, I buy it. Usually, never use it. Uh, I I this. For some reason, this year I have not gone away from jigs and Ned rigs. That's all I've been really using this all all year, all calendar year this year. Hmm. Okay. Um, which is actually surprising. Uh, started using crankbaits um, in the fall. Uh, that's when usually the crankbait bite kicks in. But I this whole fall so far, no fish except on uh, micro jigs and Ned rigs. That's all. So what what was that second one you said? A Ned rig. A, a Ned rig. It's a uh, it's like the Midwest rig. I think they call it um, Z-Man Fishing Products. They make these shroom Z heads that are this little jig head with a hook, and then they also sell these three inch. I think they're actually two point seven five inch long rubber worms that you put on, and it's so simple and stupid it shouldn't work, but it does work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it, it, it's blowing my mind all year. I've been, you know, if I'm not catching anything, I'll switch to one of those. Boom, fish. Wow, well, it's it's wild. That's a that's a good tip. I had not heard of that one yet, and I'm always looking for the uh, the next best bait to add to my thousands of lures that I have in my box too. So I may have to give that one a try. Yeah, they are. I I, I, I can't tell you how 
hilarious they look and you know you'd look at them and say yeah, i can't catch a fish but it does it absolutely does <laughs> hey as long as the fish like it that's all that's all that matters to me yeah yeah it's uh i buy these lures and it's like and i know they're great and i've used them in the past like crankbaits and uh, you know i'm about to retire everything but that <laughs> It's amazing how you get confidence in a bait like that, isn't it? You know, you, you start fishing a bait and have great success, and, and it just seems like, man, right. that's, that's the one. Like, like I said, I've, I, I've always, I, I always use jigs. I was always a jig guy. I was always a chatterbait guy, which is also kind of like a jig anyways. Yeah. But this year, it's just been these stupid Ned rigs, uh, uh, you know, and, <laughs> and, and, of course, the jig, but 90% of the, the time, it's a Ned rig. It's, it, it's, it actually blew my mind. Well, you've you've uh, convinced me. I'm gonna have to go out and try that one for sure. Yeah, all the the bass love them. They absolutely love them. From cool. the river to the lake, uh, I have friends that exclusively fish rivers, and they throw Ned rigs pretty much. Whopper ploppers and Ned rigs. That's all they say. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of the whopper ploppers. Yeah. Now you mentioned smallmouth is primarily what you fish for. Now, do you have largemouth up there as well? Well, I, I I primarily fish for largemouth in the lakes. Okay, you do. Um, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. The lake, the lakes where um, the largemouth live up here. You know, and the rivers have the smallmouth mainly. Gotcha. However, my, my home lake has some smallmouth in there. Uh, I've only ever caught one in three years. It's all, always been largemouth. So mm-hmm. those are you know primarily river fish okay. up here, anyways. All right. When we get back, Ryan is going to share an epic freshwater kayak fishing story with us. Stay tuned. As avid anglers, our mission is always fishing, but at the Telltale Fisherman, our mission is to find the most epic fishing stories from around the world, and to do that, we need your help. When you share us on social media, that's like casting a line in a new pond, lake, or ocean where the next trophy fishing story awaits. Go to tell.fish, click one of our social media icons, and help cast the net for our next inductee to the Telltale Hall of Fame. Okay, we are back with Ryan Spuler, and um, before the break, we were talking about some of the uh, bass action he gets up there and different lures he uses, but uh, now we want to talk about his uh, most epic day of uh, bass fishing. So set the stage for us, Ryan. Well, it was my home lake. It, it happened on Blue Marsh Lake uh, outside of Reading, Pennsylvania. Pretty much everything I do, uh, I do everything. I did everything the same I do every weekend, and uh, that's load up the car, throw the kayak on top, and go out looking for that elusive 20-plus-inch largemouth bass. Mm-hmm. Um, being in southeastern PA, everything's pressured, so our lakes, you know, a good... A great day of fishing is a bunch of 14 to 16 inch fish. Okay. Uh, one, the white whale is, you know, for any kayak guy, I guess would be the 20 plus inch largemouth bass. Right. Never, never caught one. To be honest, never even seen one uh, caught w- amongst my friends and I down here or up here rather. So went out looking for one, you know, like we do every time. But right. I was working the bank with my uh, confidence bait, this this little jig with a trailer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hooked into one. And jokingly, I yelled over to my buddy I was fishing with. I said, I caught a 20-inch largemouth. <laughs> of course, I'm reeling him in, reeling him in. The line break. Took the lure with it. It was in it, you know. So there I went. And, you know, that was it. I, I looked at my friend and I said, you know what? I said, we should just pack it in. I, or That was my one and done for the day. 
that was pretty much it. Could, could you tell that, that 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 was a pretty big fish, the one you hooked? Or, you know, sometimes it's hard to tell exactly. Yeah, he... He came. The the reason I knew it was big, he I one I thought it was a stick. To be honest with you, I thought I hooked into a big log that didn't fight at all. Um, then I, then he I brought in. He was right next to the kayak too. I could oh, see him. You saw him. Laid okay. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw him. I went. I grabbed my uh, went to get my net because I thought I would need it. And boom, broke the knot. Broke and he took everything with him. Oh. You know. <laughs> And it's like, oh, come on. And at this particular lake, uh, they do Tuesday night bass boat fishing tournaments uh, over the mm. summer months. Okay. And to show you how pressured this lake is, uh, if you bring your three fish limit, you're going to win. It doesn't matter how big the fish are. If you get three bass, you're going to win. Wow, that's tough, huh? Yeah. So that that's why I said that was it. That was my one for the day. I'm done. I'm going to quit. Um, and... I saw he actually pot, he jumped out of the water next to my kayak to try to throw the hook that was still, you know, the jig hook that was still in its mouth. And I said, man, that, that was it, you know, gone, absolutely mm-hmm. gone. And he took my lure with me and I only have one more left. And he, and he had to jump to taunt you afterwards too. Exactly. It was, <laughs> it, it was bad. And, and my, my fishing partner, he was like, oh, let's just keep, keep going for like another hour. I said, all right. So I'm working the same bank, casting the, you know, cover with the exact same lure, exact same color, same size jig, all that. And uh, I hooked into another fish. And the guy I was fishing with, he said, that's the same fish. And I said, there's no way that a fish that big in this lake would hit the same exact lure literally five minutes later. And he said, that's the same fish. That's the same fish. And I said, yeah, okay. This fish, though, it didn't fight that much. It was like it was already worn out. So I netted him, landed it. Everything was all good. He was massive. Uh, he was big, and I, I took the measuring device out and I laid it next to him, kind of to see, you know, how long he was. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Holy crap! It's a 21-inch bass." Nice. And obviously, I it, like you know my white whale, so I'm shaking a little bit. <laughs> and uh, my partner said, "Let's go to this takeout. There's, there's like a little takeout that we always get out to eat lunch and go to the bathroom and that." Mm-hmm. And he said, "You know, you can put it on the board. You know, take your photos, approve that way." You know, you're not doing it on the water where he could flop out. Right. And I said, all right, fair enough. Let's do it. So I was pedaling. He was paddling. And obviously, I was faster than him because Hopi makes a quick, quick kayak. Yes, they do. So I got there, hopped out, measured it up, took my photo. It was 20, 21 inches. And uh, in, in Pennsylvania, we have these catch and release awards that you get. They're called citations that if you catch a large fish, you you know, you take, you send your photo in and the state sends you like, little certificate you know so i i said holy crap that's my first citation fish so he was naturally excited for me as well Mm -hmm. and uh you know holding up taking the photos with it and as i'm doing that he he keeps insisting it's the same fish and i said (laughs) no it's absolutely not the same fish i said relax it's not well as i'm holding it up to take a photo i drop the fish and as he hits the ground he spits out my other lure (laughs) so it was indeed the same fish and i got my lord he took back <laughs> oh man yeah i mean it's it's crazy hard to get a big fish to hit in the first place but to to come back and hit the same lure again you know when he's still got one stuck in his mouth that's pretty wild yeah yeah it was uh 
Yeah, and I, I didn't believe it. I was swearing up and down. I said, that's not the same fish. And as soon as I picked <laughs> them up, there it was. It just rolled right out. I couldn't believe it. I, I was going to say, have you have you ever caught the same bass twice before like that? Did that ever happen to you? Uh, I've caught the same bass off the same bed for the last three years in a row, but there was a year difference right, between. Right, right. Um, yeah, never so I, I, a couple I have minutes apart. That. Right, and you know, for someone for a fish as old and as wise as he was to hit the same lure, wow! Uh, less, it, it honestly, it was it had to be less than five minutes. I mean, yeah. it, it was it literally. I tied the same lure on, and it, and with wind drifting, it, it, like I said, it must have been. It was less than five minutes, and he, and he hit it again. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. Do you have any any theory on? how that came to be why he would hit that hit the same lure twice and not be totally turned off uh, i i guess he wanted me to get that citation that's, that's <laughs> the only thing i could get uh I, I mean it was and and i wouldn't believe it like if a friend told me this i wouldn't believe it either if i didn't have witnesses right that you know saw the lure come out and and all that. i actually have both lures are still in my car i won't i won't ever fish with them again they're they're retired. I just <laughs> there you go. In yet. There you go. I like that. I like that. Retire the uh, the big lure. So now, so you just got a length measurement on him. Did you get a weight or estimate the weight on that fish at all? Uh, I guess the es- the length estimates around you know five plus pounds. Up in you know the bass guys catch those all the time. Um, it's not like a a massive fish into you know, the bass boat uh, anglers and all of that. But you know the kayak guys, it's pretty big. Yeah. Well, what what is a what's a really big bass for up there? I mean, is 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 a ten pounder pretty rare in your cooler waters? I'm pretty sure the state record's only eleven. Yeah, that's what I thought. So a, f- a five pounder is a really nice fish up there. It it is up here, yeah, and uh, it 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 really you know it really was a good fish for for our area. You know, you go down to Kentucky and all that, they'd laugh at you and say we catch these all day. But <laughs> you know, up here it's up here it's a pretty big deal. I think uh so uh, obviously uh kayak bass guys, we, we never really carry scales. It's always the hog trough measuring board. Right, um, right. You know, that that we have to use for tournaments and that. So that's why it's mainly a length thing. But one of the guys at the same lake that he fishes out of a bass boat, I think the largest one in as far as I know, it's he has no photo proof. He claims he had a 24-inch bass. Oh, wow. But, like I said, there's no proof. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no photos, so who knows how true that is. <laughs> they they tend to grow after, after you get off the water, don't they? <laughs> they, they do. They <laughs> do. And don't have actually, a picture. Uh, right, right. And, and I know my, uh, my fish, when I sent the photo to the state for uh, to get the citation, it actually grew uh, point, it grew a quarter of an inch because it was actually 20.75 inches and the state on the certificate wrote 21. So, Oh, there you go. Then it, then it must be right. Yeah. Yeah. So that you, you've, you've had yours validated by the state, so you can't right, be wrong right. with that fishtail. Right. Right. But it, it was over 20 and 20 inches was, you know, the citation requirement for cash and release. Right. Well, man, how, how crazy and cool is that, that, you know, had their heart broken and then you mended all in five minutes time by the same fish. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, it, maybe it's my not tying skill. That's terrible that I lost in the first time. Uh, I lost two other big fish the same exact way. Uh, one, actually both were last year. So maybe I should just, uh, figure out how to tie my, uh, knots better. <laughs> so the lure won't break. I mean, that, 
could be too. It could be user error. Well, the fish always make us guess about that kind of thing because when when they when you break one off, man, you're you're racking your brain trying to figure out what did I do, you know, what could I have done better. But uh, you got it right the second time on that fish. Yeah, yeah. I doubt, well, he was probably tired out from the first one, so <laughs> you know. Maybe I had to hook him twice to land him. Well, what, whatever it takes, you got it done. So Yeah, right. Oh, man, that's cool. Well, Ryan, that is a really neat story, man, and I really appreciate you coming on today to share it with us. Thank you so much. Oh, well, thank you for having me. There are so many amazing places to fish. It's doubtful any of us fishing junkies will ever be able to hit them all, but we can certainly do the next best thing. Experience them through the eyes of fellow avid anglers who share their most epic adventures with us. Sign up to be our guest on the show today at www.tell.fish slash guest. This has been the Telltale Fisherman Podcast. Thanks for sharing another great tale with us. Be sure to check out the show notes page for more info on today's show and the gear we talked about. Keep those lines tight and we'll catch you next time right here on the Telltale Fisherman Podcast.